This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now as it comes along the left side, nearly seven minutes gone here in the third overtime. Connor on a break, coming right side, he scores! Kyle Connor sends the Winnipeg Jets to the second round! A triple overtime winner! It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji with you on this Tuesday. Talking some Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we'll join... We'll be joined by Chris Peters coming up in just a few minutes. Get his take on today's matchup and the action that we saw on the ice uh, last night, Ranji. So <laughs> what's fascinating is uh, Connor McDavid. Now, what sucks for the sport is that you have the best player and he bow out, bows out early after just four games. Let's actually talk about this with Chris Peters a little bit. He's on Twitter at Chris M. Peters. He hosts the Talking Hockey Sense podcast. He has uh, Stanley Cup playoff betting write-ups for Betway. And uh, Chris, of course, uh, McDavid, big conversation today after his team bow-outs in four games. I'm just wondering, that series, uh, the Oilers getting swept, you have – a triple overtime game last night with Winnipeg. In fact, three of the four games in the series end up going to overtime. But you have a segment of hockey fans that are like, you know what? Okay, prove it to me. Do something outside of the regular season, Connor McDavid, because you it took four games for you to even score a goal. What What is your take on uh, the Winnipeg sweep of Edmonton and McDavid's performance? Uh, you know, I think it was it was certainly not great for the NHL to have your best player bounced in four games and then also losing the Blackhawks early last season. And I mean, it's just not not great for for Edmonton. I, I you know, even though Connor McDavid didn't have the uh, best series and certainly didn't produce enough, I I don't think he's the problem. I think that the problem mm-hmm. is that their goaltending hasn't been good enough. Their defense hasn't been good enough for years. Um, and on top of that, they really haven't surrounded. Drysaitel and McDavid with enough of a enough of a team to be really competitive. I mean, this wasn't. You know, I think the the result is more shocking because Winnipeg floundered kind of towards the end of the season. They were they were really struggling at the end and, and were having trouble creating offense. And they had injuries to the healers and then you know there were a lot of different things. But everybody knew that they had the goaltending advantage in this tournament. And I think that made or in that in that series. And it made all the difference in the world as Connor Hellebuck was was far better than Mike Smith was, um, and that wasn't anything that 
that was surprising. But I think all in all, it's just further proof that, you know, if anything, uh, we, you know, the NHL might have to send in SEAL Team 6 to rescue uh, Connor McDavid <laughs> if, uh, if things don't improve in Edmonton. You know, to expand on Joe's point um, b- before we brought you in here in the segment, it, is it a is it a problem for the sport? Do you think that and because it happens in baseball too, where sometimes the best player in the game doesn't even make the playoffs? In Some fact, people are already calling McDavid it, Trout. Yeah, it happens a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Trout's never in the playoffs. Connor McDavid gets there and then then he's out. Do you think that's a problem for the league? that the best players in the sport might last just a few days in the playoffs and that's it? Absolutely. It's, it's terrible for the league because Connor McDavid, anybody that's ever seen him one time will tell you that he's like the best hockey player that you can, you can the best and most exciting hockey player that you can watch. He's the fastest player in the league. He's, you know, obviously running away with point titles and, and he's got three scoring titles already at his young age and they're only, you know, the only other two guys that did that were at his age were Gretzky and Gordie Howe. So, I mean, you know, like that's, that's where we're at with Connor McDavid. So, you know, I, I think, and I'll, I'll go back to when, when Ottawa or sorry, when, when Edmonton won the draft lottery and got McDavid after having already won three previous lotteries to get the number one overall pick, everybody in hockey let out a collective groan when that happened because they knew that this was not going to be necessarily the, the best situation for him to be in to get a national stage. And, you know, I mean, it's good that there are good players in Canada because the NHL needs Canada to be successful, to, to be successful. But can you imagine how much more it would mean for, for hockey if McDavid was in a U.S. market on a team that perennially made the playoffs? So, I mean, and, and really the team that got the second last year was Buffalo and they haven't fared much better than Edmonton either in terms of building around star talent. So, you know, it, it, but it is, it, it hurts. And I mean, you, you look at Mike Trout, how much bigger would he be if, if the Angels were competing for a World Series and how much bigger would Connor McDavid be? And he's big already, but how much bigger would he be uh, if he started winning Stanley Cups? And really, that I mean, Wayne Gretzky was a big deal, but you know, the, winning, winning three Stanley Cups with, with Edmonton, took him to the next level. And I think that Connor McDavid, he, he wears his emotions on his sleeve and you can see the frustration building, um, you know, especially when they gave up the late goal to tie the game last night. He just kind of shrugged. And it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, what, what, what else can we do? We're making all these stupid mistakes. And, and really, I think that a lot of the mistakes that have been made were made years before he even got there. And, and they're still trying to dig out of that hole. Chris, last night, Florida and Minnesota got to have a games. Well, they got it. And they extended their respective series out to six games. In, in these two series, you've got Tampa Bay leading Florida 3-2 and uh, Vegas leading Minnesota 3-2. Uh, which one, and maybe the answer is both or neither, but uh, which one is most likely to be pushed to seven games? Ooh, yeah. I, well, I, I think I, I think that there's going to be a push from from Pittsburgh to, to get that one back, uh, get that one home, um, and – yeah, I think that's more likely. I don't think that Vegas mm. is, uh, you know, I, I was very shocked to see that they weren't able to, you know, kind of close things out and, and get get things rolling there. But really, Minnesota has been very, very good at home. So, um, you know, I think that it's maybe not necessarily surprising they were, were able to get that there. But, you know, I, I think that there's, you know, the, the Islanders-Penguin series, I think, has been one of the most evenly matched up series of the entire postseason. Um, you know, I've really liked, 
the way that both teams have played. And I think the, the real difference in that series so far has been goaltending. And, and Tristan Jari made a, a terrible error last night in costing hmm. them the game early in overtime. And, and then you had uh, a tremendous performance from Ilya Sorokin um, you know, to, to get that thing rolling there. So I, I, was, I was very impressed with what they, what they managed to do. Uh, but I, I still think that that one is, is probably going to go the distance. Yeah, there is absolutely no way to quantify or, or measure how Jerry feels. I'm sure he feels terrible, but but how that play affects him in the next game, in, in what is supposed to be a, a must-win game, or if they get to game seven. So when you're when you're trying to handicap a series, do you even think about stuff like that at all? Does that even factor in your decision making? Absolutely it does. And I, you know, and that's the thing. I, really it it's more it's less about him in this in me thinking that the Penguins can stretch it to a seventh game. I mean, it's not. It's certainly not a guarantee, but but I I think it's more. You know, it's Sidney Crosby and and Evgeny Malkin. I mean, Malkin was playing pretty well in that game and saw a lot from Crosby as well. You know, are they going to be able to will that team over the finish line? And and that's that's something that we've seen them do in the past. But but when I when I look at things and really I think you know you're looking at Florida, their goaltending situation. You're like, well. Clearly, they don't have either of their guys, and then they put in a rookie, their third option, um, and and then that all works out. But you know, and I and I kind of wondered, you know, if, if they put in Spencer Knight, does that change change the whole trajectory of, of my decision? And I certainly picked the the Lightning to win yesterday, but you know, it didn't happen. So yeah, I, but I do. I think that especially with the goaltending position, it's so volatile. And and when you have a guy like Jari, who's had these situations over the course of his career where he he's just been super inconsistent. There's really nothing there that suggests, Hey, he's a Stanley cup caliber goaltender. Um, but you know, we've seen guys that, that have, have, you know, teams that have won with less than stellar goaltending before. So, yeah, but I, I mean, I always take into account those things like the, especially for goalies. And I, I think goalies factor into betting decisions more than any, anything anyway. Uh, but yeah, after a situation like that, now he's got to recover. And and the team around him has to kind of pick him up as well, which is something that I think the Penguins are a little more capable of doing than some of the other teams in this in these playoffs. With Chris Peters here on BetQL Daily, Chris hosts the Talking Hockey Sense podcast, and we've got two games tonight. Chris, uh, let's start uh, with Toronto Montreal. The Leafs are up two one in the series, and they are minus one eighty favorites. Canadians plus one sixty total of five and a half. How do you handicap this one? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, this is a tough one because I think anytime you have a back-to-back situation, you got to be a little bit leery of kind of what the options are. I mean, you know, does Toronto go back to Jack Campbell or do they try to put in Freddie Anderson? I, I think they, you know, Campbell has kind of earned the right to, to, to go back in, in there and he's played very well. But, you know, they, they have the option. Obviously, we know that Montreal is going to go with Carey Price, who's been phenomenal. And he's actually been pretty good in back-to-back games over the course of his career. So it's not necessarily something that, you know, is, is, is going to play into a, that, that much. But I, I think the real concern at this point is that, you know, Montreal, you just really can't rely on them to score goals right now. They finally put in Cole Caulfield, who is a, 
you know, a high-profile prospect that won the Hobie Baker for Wisconsin this season, scored a ton of goals in college, scored 72 goals in his draft season. You know, and he came in and, and he scored a few goals in the regular season as well. So, you know, he didn't end up necessarily pushing them over the top. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that this is one where if I'm, you know, getting feeling a little lucky and I, I think that the, the Habs have a really good chance they've, to, to even things up at home in the back-to-back. Toronto's been so-so in those kind of situations before. So, um, you know, I, I think that with the, with the uncertainty, I, I lean towards the better goaltender in those kind of situations. And I think it's Carey Price. So, you know, I, I, I would definitely consider it, it's certainly not a, it's, it's certainly not a confident play on my part, but I would certainly consider, you know, the Canadians having a chance just because of the way the schedule was set up and the fact that they're on home ice um, and, and, you know, kind of can ease into the game a little bit more and they have the confidence in their goaltender. I think that that could make a difference in that, in that game. Game five tonight, Carolina and Nashville are tied at two games apiece. What do you like in this one? Well, I, I like that Carolina has been pushed and has a little bit of, you know, they have a little bit of uh, urgency now uh, because they, they look like they were going to kind of run away with things there for a little bit. But, you know, you, you I like that they're at home as well and just the opportunity for them to, you know, kind of step step out and, and, and get this thing back under control. It looks like Jacob Slavin, you know, one of their top defensive defensemen, is going to play. He took the morning skate today, so I like that as well. You know, I think it's been it's been a really tight series. You have to give a lot of respect for Nashville. I think they're a much better team on home ice. I think that they have uh, they can play their matchups a little bit better on home ice as well. Um, you know, I just think that so far we've seen the home teams dominate in the series, or not dominate necessarily, but but get the wins and. I think that that is probably why I'd give Carolina the edge here. And, you know, top to bottom, they're the better team. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been so impressed with what Nashville has been able to do coming out of the hole and, and really making the most of home ice advantage. Uh, Chris, uh, we started off the conversation talking about that jet sweep last night. And uh, a moment ago, we were just talking about Toronto against Montreal. I, I mean, you can't worry about the stuff that's out of your control. And the Jets just wanted to, to move on to round number two. Don't want to let the Oilers in it at all, especially when you've got McDavid on the other side. But in the back of uh, their mind, do you think they're a little concerned about how much they're going to be sitting between rounds? You know, I, I think they're probably happy about it because, you know, mm-hmm. especially finishing that series on back-to-back games, it gives Nikolai Ehlers a little more time to heal up. You know, he's, he's not 100%, and a lot of guys aren't. And it also gives Blake Wheeler some time to, to ice up because he, he blocked uh, a shot yesterday that, um, definitely could significantly hinder his uh, ability for, uh, you know, fathering any more children, um, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> probably not the best way to put it, but that's the way I'm going to put it. And, uh, and, and, you know, so it gives, it gives those guys some time to kind of heal up because they now have to figure out they've just shut down the two best offensive players in the league. We assume that Toronto is going to win the next series. Now they have to go back and, and they have to figure that out against Toronto, which has more weapons to slow down than Edmonton had. So they successfully were able to shut down the two guys. Now you got to worry about Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander has been on fire, Morgan Riley from the back end, you know, all these different players that you kind of have to wait. So I, I think that the rest, and the, especially for their goaltender, you know, get him right. They struggled with the Maple Leafs at times this season. They, they, they started really well, and then towards the back end of the season, sure. they really struggled against them. So I, I think that they're, they're going to like the rest. 
Very good. Follow Chris on Twitter at Chris M. Peters. Check out the Talking Hockey Sets podcast and his Stanley Cup playoff write-ups for Betway. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji on BetQL Daily. Next, it's time for Lightning Bets on the BetQL Audio Network.